Welcome back, uh, my fellow Inquisitors. Uh, you'll notice my new hashtag, because good news, the man, the mystery, the legend, Gonzalo Lira, has appeared on a stream uh, with the Duran today. I've already done a very short video, uh, and a community person linked that stream, if you'd like to see it. If you'd like to see him talking in his own words, seemingly of his own free will, then I suggest you do, a lot of you said. I won't believe it till I see it. It's there on YouTube. Uh, there was a short one just with Alex Christofferu and then a longer stream with the, the two Alexes later on. In it, um, Gonzalo uh, states that he's in Kharkiv, has to stay in Kharkiv. Um, I didn't think people could leave Kharkiv anyway. So uh, I don't think he's under house arrest per se. Let's say he's under city arrest. Uh, I'm going to... Am I going to speculate? A little bit. I'm going to be careful with my speculation. We'll go into that in a little moment. I'm going to speculate that if it wasn't for his US citizenship, this story may have ended differently. If it wasn't for the blowback from the community, from you guys, across all the channels, across all social media, I wonder if things would have en ended differently. That, I, think, I think I'll leave it there. I've also had a telling off from Scott Ritter. <laughs> We'll get into that now. <laughs> so Scott Ritter has had, this was published yesterday, April the 21st. This was before the streams today, this morning on April the 22nd. So before it was known that Gonzalo was safe. Uh, Scott had a piece published in the uh, on Rush Today's website. This was following the statement by the Russian Foreign Office that I featured. Uh, so, uh, in it, he, he gives he gives an account, all this stuff you already know. Uh, he, he's just kind of summarizing events that had happened on the internet. I've highlighted here, recognizing that uh, this information, so he's talking about the tweets, etc., that, that we'd all known about. Recognizing that this information did not constitute anything remotely resembling verified fact, but enraged at the audacity of persons proclaiming to be affiliated with the Azov organization, gloating about the, well, he's put the death of Mr. Lira, I took to Facebook to give voice to my outrage. So I feel like Scott's, not, maybe Scott hasn't made the mistake again, but gloating about the disappearance of Mr. Lira, let's say, because they, um, yeah. So this is the trap I fell into, and I apologize to you, and I apologize to Mr. Ritter, the internet being the internet, my post was immediately cited as my confirmation that Gonzalo Lira had in fact been kidnapped and murdered by the SBU. I quickly sent out a follow-on post to correct the record. So I know I'm not going to flatter myself thinking that Scott's talking directly about me, but I'm going to take that slap over the knuckles. Um, yes, I did. As I explained in that very video, uh, I didn't think Scott would throw words around like murder without having that evidence and he admits that he did not have that and he admits that emotions uh, perhaps were uh, more of a motivating force whereas in his other analysis i suspect that it's more it's less emotional more logical hence hence the trap i fell into and i'm not passing any amount of blame on scott here I think this highlights uh, how strongly we all felt, in, in evidently, including Mr. Ritter, um, and how 
yeah, emotions, emotions can cloud your judgments. I, I think I even acknowledged this in that video at the time. Uh, but the point here that he made on April the 21st at the date of publication, but there is a shocking silence in the mainstream me media. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. Absolutely right. But today, fate of missing American Zelensky critic revealed. And here we have the glorious article where Russia Today has followed up and confirmed that seemingly Gonzalo Lira is safe and well, we well, safe. As safe as one can be in enemy territory. A lot of you have said, let's hope he gets the hell out of there. Well, unfortunately, that's part of the condition of his release is that he stays put in Kharkov. Uh, I have heard rumors. I haven't got any official confirmation, but I believe that uh, Kharkov is one of the targets of this second phase of the military operation. Uh, I think it was Alex on the Duran said something about it being surrounded. So we shall see. I hope that uh, Gonzalo remains safe. Let's put it that way. So moving on, as um, as I got up this morning, I had a good chuckle at this article from Business Insider. US Intel says Putin believes he is winning the Ukraine war and the West will give up on trying to isolate him. Well, that first bit, I don't blame him. Do you? When Biden's announcing round after round of all these weapons, when uh, particularly Alexander, reports that the Ukrainians are burning through or abandoning these weapons that are being sent by the US that are intended to last a week, these supplies, they're burning through them or abandoning them in a day. So yeah, I, I, the evidence doesn't contradict that. Um, UN, US intel assessments. So I think Putin's spot on the money there. If we scroll down, Russian President Vladimir Putin believes he is winning the war in Ukraine and that Western resolve to isolate him would crack over time. U.S. intelligence assessments say. Intelligence assessments delivered to the White House concluded that Putin is confident of the success of the military campaign. Economic isolation, a high number of Russian casualties and the Russian troops being driven back from Kiev. And these are cited as setbacks. What? Uh, one senior U.S. intelligence official told the Times... Uh, that Putin's isolation might prompt him to lash out at the West in unpredictable ways. We've been so successful in disconnecting Putin from the global system that he is even more incentive to disrupt it beyond Ukraine. Ah, are you sure about that? Let's go on to some of the sources cited. Uh, so Russia's losses in Ukraine include many elite troops. This is cited as one of these setbacks. Uh, here we are, high number of Russian casualties. Uh, BBC investigation finds. Not really proof, is it? Uh, and then of the pushback from Kiev, Ukraine said Russian troops parade uniforms, expecting a quick triumph. Mm -hmm. A Ukrainian army official said on Thursday, the claim was made in a briefing for media by Alexander Khrushchev, deputy chief of staff. Rushevich said that the uniforms were found in abandoned Russian military vehicles in the areas around Kiev that were recently retaken. We also find some parade uniforms there, so they expected to get to Kiev in two days and then have a parade there here. So we can say now that we have completely destroyed their plans. I think you're reaching there a little bit. So, what about the isolation? You know, we've been so successful, was the quote. Well, unfortunately, it's not good news today, so the US 
USD has dropped another 5%, now down to 76. Let's have a look at the pound. Down to below 100. It dipped even further today. Uh, but at this point in time, I think, uh, yeah, the markets are closed at the time of recording. And the EU, uh, EU euro dropped down to 83. So, uh, really? But then the markets don't say anything. But this does. The UK waives sanctions on key Russian bank. You haven't heard about this, have you? British authorities are allowing payments to a Russian financial institution to safeguard the European Union's gas supply. Remember, it was only the UK that had placed sanctions on Gazprom Bank. This had caught me out before. But lo and behold, it turns out that here we have a link to sanctions waiver if we click on it. Oh, wouldn't you know, just like the US fertilizer, remember that, where they lifted those sanctions when they realized they were in the poop? Uh, actually, yeah, that's quite good fertilizer. Anyway, here we have a general license. Under general license, a person may continue to make payments to Gazprom Bank or a subsidiary under a contract, this is the key part, under a contract entered into prior to the date of this license. For the purpose of making gas available for use in the European Union and a person, relevant institution or Gazprom bank or a subsidiary can carry out any activity reasonably necessary to affect this, including the opening and closing of bank accounts. All this wailing and gnashing of teeth of gas for rubles and all that. Oh, wow. There we go. The UK, the cracks are showing. Uh, the UK has now lifted uh, this particular sanction. Um, and it says about an anti-money laundering act. I, I've got a very amusing um, illustration of difference in reporting styles. UN refuses to back Ukraine genocide claims. That's a bold title. It's a very specific title. Remember I've told you about watching out for the Russian language. W watch out for English language in particular as well. But it's Specifically with the Russians, be careful because they choose it carefully. Genocide claims. The international body says it hasn't documented such patterns during the Ukrainian crisis. The UN has declined to support accusations by Kiev and Washington that Russia's actions during its military offensive in Ukraine have amounted to genocide. Ravina Shamdasani. Okay, so they are quoting a particular person. Mm -hmm. No. We have not documented patterns that could amount to, and then it's got square brackets genocide where they kind of um, add in what they're assumed to mean, you know? She responded. Shandasani pointed out a lot of these legal qualifications, crimes against humanity and genocide at the end of the day would be for a court of law to determine. I think that's a fair point, isn't it? According to the UN's own definition, genocide includes acts, acts, committed with intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnical, racial or religious group. There we go. So there's a definition. However, let's move to the other side of the Iron Curtain. UN Rights Office cites growing evidence of war crimes in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Now I've uh, put in um, Ravina's name there, but we won't skip to it just yet because then this reporting style goes on to a different, on a different tack. The United Nations Human Rights Office said on Friday there was growing evidence of Russian war crimes in Ukraine. 
Not just growing evidence of war crimes, it's now Russian war crimes, including signs of indiscriminate shelling and summary executions, while it said Ukraine also appeared to have used weapons with indiscriminate effect. Okay, that's interesting to note. We've already had the New York Times confirm Ukraine using cluster munitions, as we've covered. Russian armed forces have indiscriminately shelled and bombed populated areas, killing civilians, wrecking hospitals, schools, and other civilian infrastructure actions that may, may amount to war crimes. Now, this is quoting Michelle Bachelet. Bachelet? So this is, this is someone else. And this person you'll see in all the other articles. UN human rights monitors in Ukraine have also documented what appeared to be the use of weapons with indiscriminate effects, causing civilian casualties by Ukrainian armed forces in the east of the country, OHCHR said in a statement. So whilst the headline is very much one way, once you get into the weeds, it's actually kind of, you're both, you're both um, causing problems. Uh, the scale of summary executions of civilians in areas previously occupied by Russian forces are also emerging. But that doesn't say the Russians did it. Uh, preservation of evidence is you know, paramount, absolutely. During a mission to Bucha on April 9th, UN human rights officers documented the unlawful killing, including summary execution, of around 50 civilians, it said. But it didn't conclude who by. Or... In, in that sentence, anyway. Uh, they've received more than 300 allegations of killings of civilians under the control. Monitors uh, were looking into alle allegations of sexual violence uh, by members of the Russian. <laughs> Surely any armed force you should be looking into reports of, but never mind. However, asked about allegations of genocide, including by US President Joe Biden, spokesperson. Ravina Shamdazani said the OHCHR had not found information to back this up. So that is why you have the square brackets here where they've inserted this assumption. And then goes on to that previous one. So I found that amusing. Uh, um, a bit of spin there from Russia, isn't it? Or rather selective, uh, selective focus. Mm-hmm. If we then go into the actual OHCHR website, uh, which is linked, I believe, in the Reuters article, there's more there, and it goes into more detail uh, with the same sort of bias that you've seen, where it doesn't say, you know, it, it, you know, it has the same quote here, Russian armed forces have, but then doesn't doesn't quantify, qualify, or, or give evidence for that. But uh, yeah, that's just an observation. If uh, this is where I put in Ravina Shamdashani, a genocide in to try and find it, that brings you to NTD News. was was the only other other source I could find. Uh, this is now talking. This is November thirtieth, so this is no longer relevant. We've got these ones here. Uh, yeah, NTD was the only one that mirrored what the the Russians were saying. When we go in, UN refuses to back it. When you click, she responded. No, we have no documented patterns that could amount to, and the same square brackets, it just takes you back to <laughs> where they're citing the uh, Russia Today. So that's not a very good look either. So these guys are just either aggregating or copy-pastering. So uh, the last piece of amusement I have for you is obviously Google News. You click full coverage, news about Ukraine. You can, just by scanning, this is what I often do, you can, you can kind of tell 
the trends uh, and see what most people are going on. There's the Daily Beast, which uh, I wouldn't give the time of day to after recent events. Interestingly, we also see that uh, Ukraine is featured up here. Hi, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Ukraine is given front and center stage. Um, it is Twitter after all. But here we are, we have Russian general says, goal of war, and then it comes through mainly, mainly repeating this idea that uh, Russia wants to take the south um, all the way over to uh, create a land bridge uh, to Transnistria. There we are, there's Transnistria. What is this breakaway region? It's mentioned in a couple of them. Moldova is also mentioned, but then you get to the National Review. Russian general announces plan to invade Moldova after Ukraine. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Let's have a look at that. A Russian general announced plans to occupy the Transnistria region of Moldova on Friday. Now, I do appreciate the National Review is one of those publications that is best used for wiping your backside if you're caught short. Is no one going to tell them that Russian troops are already stationed in Transnistria? because it is a breakaway region that doesn't recognize itself as part of Moldova. So let's get rid of you, National Review. Let's go down and see what anyone else is saying. Uh, we've got the hill, and again, this, this same repeated line. Oh, Yahoo! Russian general, let's slip a secret plan to invade another country. Let's have a look at this. There we go, let's slip. It was a, it was a whoopsie. The general's words suggest that Moldova's sovereign borders would also come under threat from further Russian expansion. So they mean Moldova, Odessa near the Moldovan. You see what I mean? So there we are. There's some funnies. Uh, more cracks are beginning to show in the West regarding these sanctions, as we've seen about the UK lifting them. We've got Germany now um, groaning under the weight of their mistakes with this producer index uh, at 30 producer price index at 30.9 percent the highest since 1949 uh, since uh, basically the record began there in germany in the introduction of the deutschmark i believe the reichsmark was before and they had hyperinflation so yeah <laughs> quite an amusing day a very good day in light of gonzalo's news uh i think i'm going to leave it there that uh, that's pretty much a trip through through the news today. Uh, always a pleasure to have you with me. Thank you very much for your support. Thank you again for all your support for Gonzalo. Um, for the criticisms about maybe going OTT, uh, both um, that he had reached a messy demise and also that he was alive. Uh, well, would I change anything about the reporting of it? No, because I think it, it's ended in this positive outcome. And I suspect that um, maybe going overboard, um, thank, in, in part thanks to Scott Ritter's help, let's say, um, may have resulted in the desired effect. So lessons are learned, but I wouldn't change it because we, we've got, at this point in time, the outcome we wanted. So brilliant. So thank you to all of you uh, for, for making an orthodox Easter miracle come true alleluia gonzalo lira truly is risen as per george galloway's words uh, the previous weekend do have a wonderful orthodox easter weekend i will see you in the next one bye bye